Hi guys, you're so welcome to the channel, Narc Khan here today. We're going to discuss part two of the podcast we did a few days ago there in relation to informing everybody about the narcissist discard. And this part two is going to cover what the narcissist is expecting will happen to you after the discard, what they're expecting as the result of the discard. And please consider, particularly this podcast, sharing with anyone you know going through this, because having this information will save a lot of suffering. And even retrospectively looking back on it, if you've been through this, it will make sense of things because it's very difficult to understand how another human being can display this level of cruelty towards another human being at any time in life. If you really grasp why the narcissist does this, you will understand narcissism so much better. So definitely, please don't play into or let anybody else play into the narcissist's dirty playbook. This is a setup. This is what they want to achieve. A lot of people say subconsciously they do it again and again and again. So they do know the results of their behavior and they do not care. They actually this is what they want to happen. It's not even that they don't have empathy and don't care about your suffering. They particularly want this to be achieved. So let's get into it. And I hope after you understand that I've list, listed 10 reasons what, as to what the narcissist expects you to go through after discard. So let's get into it. Okay, the narcissist, as we said in the last podcast, will leave you when you're most vulnerable at the worst time in your life, when something really bad maybe has happened or on a remarkable occasion like a birthday or Christmas, so that the discard and the cruelty of it will have the maximum effect on you. One of the reasons for this, this is you're going to be left shocked because you didn't have any warning that this was going to happen. The narcissist knew that they were going to discard you and had plenty of time to prepare for this in a lot of ways in the background. Maybe they were moving stuff out. Maybe they were moving finances from one bank account to another. But psychologically, they knew that they were going to do this. You probably had no idea at all because oftentimes in the week beforehand, they will be most loving and give you the best time of your life even. That's to maximise the cruelty of the discard to leave you in shock. You see, the main and overriding reason, and I will get into the other points, but the main and overriding reason that, that the narcissist wants to be this most effectively cruel discard is so that they matter. So that the mask your belief in the mask is it correlates to the amount of pain that you're in. So if you're in a lot of pain and it, the discard or the leaving of you has a very big effect on you, that means the narcissist is very important, that their mask is believable, that, that, that the mask they've presented to you and the false self is validated and is made very omnipotent and is made very powerful and empowered and that's the closest the narcissist will get to feeling happy so it's your pain is commensurate is that the word is comparable 
on levels, the higher your pain, the better the narcissist feels. It's very sadistic, but this often goes on in the subconscious. It is their narcissism that is driving the cruelty and whatever else he would like to say is there. I believe it's evil, but there, uh, there's a level of subconscious, subconscious activity going on, but they do know what they're doing. Number two is somebody leaves you, say, you know, you're left in, in a desert and you've no way of getting out of the desert. You're dumped, basically. You're going to feel abandoned because essentially that's what the narcissist is doing. They're literally throwing you out of a plane. They're leaving you in the middle of the desert in a shocking situation without any self-support because they will have belittled you enough and worked on your self-esteem so that you don't have much of that left to support yourself in this situation. So also, if you've had any abandonment in your past, and it may even have been one of the things you said to the narcissist initially, whatever you do, if you're leaving, just let me know so I can prepare myself for it because a parent left me or, you know, it's an abandonment wound that can be triggered. And if you have one, the narcissist will really use that at this stage of the game to maximize the cruelty. I know, guys, you're saying, I can't get my head around this, Paula. I hope you will get your head around this by the end of this podcast and understand that these people operate with a different value system, a different thinking system, and you can't put what you think a human does onto them because they're a different category of human being, in my opinion. Okay, they also know that they also expect you to feel and go cold turkey when they leave you high and dry because you will at this stage when the narcissist decides to discard you have been isolated, have been more reliant and dependent on the narcissist for validation and actually have been psychologically and emotionally groomed to adhere or to look to the narcissist for direction. So the narcissist is essentially had taken over your self-regulation of your feel-good hormones, which is what narcissists all the time do. They need other people to regulate them. But what they do is they groom you so that you nearly become them, so that because there's nobody else, they've isolated you from other people. They've isolated you from your interests. They've isolated you basically from your ability to regulate your own happiness. So they know that you're going to flatline. They know that they're responsible for your feel-good factors at this stage, even though you're not aware of that. You don't know, why do I feel so bad when this person has left me, when they were very abusive a lot of the time in the relationship? That's why you've gone cold turkey on a hormonal level. Number four I've got is, they expect you, after they discard you, to plead and to beg, to seek them out, to look for what, what, why have you left me? What's happened? What did I do? You know, please tell me, can we work this out? Closure, please come back. Let's talk about it. I'm sure a lot of you have been there, guys. I know that I did eventually do that. 
um, having stayed away from the narcissist, he did come back looking for this particular, what I call narcissistic supply from the target. He, they want to see the result on you because that empowers them. Isn't that awful? That empowers them. So basically, they do expect a lot of people to come pleading and begging for at least closure or if not discussion or if not to save the relationship. Number five is the crueler and the more shocking the discard, the longer you'll stay waiting for closure or waiting for the narcissist to come back or the longer your recovery would be, which essentially keeps you shelved should the narcissist decide to take you back up as an option or should the new supply not work out? Number six. Okay, this is, this is, um yeah, this is one that they do. They expect after the discard. If they're not so sure about the new supply, and they definitely discarded you. They've told you like that you're the spawn of the devil, Attila the Hun, and they'll never want to speak to you again. Um, so just ignore ignore that vocabulary and that monologue or dialogue that they go on with. They change on a dime. So while they firmly believe it, while they're saying it, it's a total instance situation and they can change literally within a day. When they are doing the final discard, that usually lasts for a certain length of time. It can last for weeks and it can last for months while they're working on the new supply and you're the enemy personified but don't pay any attention to it because it's not going to last the narcissist changes chops people into different situations so when you're in the good situation another person's in the bad and then when the person that's in the bad situation is to go into the good you change positions it's literally changing objects or moving furniture around your house with the narcissist they like this particular lamp one week and they don't like it the next. That's the way they operate and think. So don't pay any attention to their words. In any case, the point six is they will optimize perhaps a residual benefit that they didn't get. So you were given a bit of, you know, blowback to the narcissist. And that was one of the triggers for them to discard you besides the new supply waiting in the wings or besides them thinking that this was a good move for them, for their career, for their lives, for their situation, blah, blah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, if they didn't get, say, the residual benefit that they had been banking on when they saw you and fell in love with you, not, fell in love with your assets, they could possibly stay away from you for a while and then come back, even though it did seem like the final hoover, to see how much more under control you would be, how grateful you would be to have them back and how willing you would be to hand over the dosh, to sign 
put their name on your house deeds, invest in their business. I know you get the picture, guys. So sometimes they will use even what we call the final discard, the big discard, the big drama woohoo um, as a means of bringing you under severe control to get to optimize their residual benefit package that they had hoped to get from you initially. You gave blowback and they're going to say, well, see how you like this. I'll take myself away from you and see how compliant you'll be and how much you'll hand over to me to come back to you. Transactional. Number seven. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. If it's a really cruel discard, they would expect the results of that discard to be that you would not be ready to engage in a new relationship anytime soon. The benefit of that to them would be to look back and be delighted because that ups them as being God's gift to man, woman and all creatures that walk the earth. Sorry for the sarcasm, guys, but you kind of have to get a bit like that when you're looking at the narcissist and, you know, really going, are you serious? Like, are you actually serious as a human being doing this? So that's the reason I suppose my, my sarcasm comes in. Um, yeah, so they don't expect you to get a new partner anytime soon because they know you're a normal human being. They know you're a person of empathy and they know how much commensurate or com commensurate with the level of punishment and cruelty of the discard thus will be the level of your destruction and the level of difficulty you will find to bring yourself back up to a position where you'd ever contemplate another relationship if ever even discards by narcissists can be so cruel that some people never want to have another relationship don't let the narcissist do this to you don't these people are not human as we know them number eight um yeah the narcissist actually hopes or would like to see or gets pleasure out of seeing maybe you not being able to cope with this and losing your job or even coming to them so many times, coming to their house. They expect you to follow them, particularly when they block you and they won't talk to you. Having gone from, I think I, I did a podcast on from hero to zero. That's not normal and people can go bananas at being treated at that level of psychological abuse a purposefully sadistic psychological and emotional abandonment um, can have some people going over the edge, calling to the narcissist's house, ringing them up, sending them emails. Then they'll bring in the law. This is so juicy for them, guys. It's That's why I want you to please, you know, send this to anyone that, you know, may be being tortured at the moment by a narcissist in this manner. They would actually get pleasure in seeing you go to jail. This is, you know, for harassing them. This is truly evil. This is you not being you and the narcissist kind of saying to you, and here's my number nine, that you're wrong, that you were a good person while I met you, you thought you were a good person. Your ways are wrong. You were a fake person. You're not a good person. Um, all the things that they want to project onto you, basically. They want to prove that they're right. Their way of living is right. 
they're real, they're authentic and strong people. And look at you sniveling and criveling and following me around. What kind of a state are you? What kind of a person are you? You look so, oh great, when I met you first, now look at you, you know, you're a fake. It's, it's real projection on their part. Essentially, they've caused, they've caused this very deep and dark psychological and emotional pain within you. They've cruelly discarded you to the maximum level. And they enjoy the outcome and use the outcome to make you look a very poor version of yourself. Number 10, and yeah, that number nine leads into this. In effect, when they met you, they possibly weren't even in a good position themselves, usually, or oftentimes, a narcissist isn't. You know, they're leaving a bad situation or they've gotten themselves into trouble because they don't look at the collateral consequences of their actions and their actions catch up on them. So they're oftentimes not in a good position when they meet you and you're doing well. You're doing well. You're kind of ready for a relationship. You know, you've you've put a lot into your life. You're successful and you say, well, maybe it's time, you know, I looked for a relationship. They come to you and see this and think, I want some of that. I'll have some of that. And they literally strip you of your character traits or take them on as their own. They strip you of anything else that they can have from you. And they want to essentially take your success, see it as something that's transferable, take your stability, take all the things that they are attracted to you initially for onto themselves and transfer all of their failures onto you. So if they can give you the cruelest of the cruelest of the cruelest of discards and you appear as a natural result of being treated so cruelly by another human being that you have invested and loved, you're a mess. The more you present the mess, the bigger the mess that they're able to cause and leave you in, the more you play into their dirty playbook come looking for explanations, can be seen as harassing them, can be seen as a mess and can be seen as potentially in their smear campaign as crazy, the less, the more they feel all your successes and good traits on them and the more they've left their failure behind. It's like a transference. They see themselves as very powerful at this phase they literally gobble up the narcissistic supply that they're getting from your downfall. So they expect from the discard at least those 10 things, if not more. The more you are suffering and the more they can witness it and the more other people can tell them you're suffering, the more potent they feel the less they feel of the darkness inside them, the more empowered they feel, the more authentic they feel, the more valuable they feel. Because if you're feeling that amount of pain, can't get over them, 
can't have a new relationship because they're not in your lives. It's the black and white thinking of the narcissist. Therefore, they must be a very valuable person because they've taken managed to take you down and they know how well regarded you had been prior to their messing with you. So guys, I hope that explains that this is a purposeful expectation of a narcissist when they're discarding, particularly an intimate partner. It's the same in other situations, familial friendships, etc. But it's most obvious and most potent when the person was a former intimate partner of the narcissist. So don't look and wonder why would anybody do this? The narcissist isn't anybody. They're a narcissist with a personality disorder and this is their a function of their narcissism driven by a dark force that is sadistic that celebrates the sadism within itself because the result of that sadism is enhanced and potent narcissistic supply from your pain. Thank you.